your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Locked On Sharks, your daily source of everything Team San Jose. And it will be daily again soon uh, in the new year because the season's starting on January 13th. Confirmed. Uh, so this will be our last show before the Christmas holidays and uh, happy Festivus to everyone. I think that's when this is coming out, right? Sure. It's around the <laughs> yeah. corner. It's, it's Wednesday, right? This is, this is coming out on Wednesday? Yes. Yeah, it's Festivus. Happy Festivus. We'll do, uh, we'll do an airing of grievances after the end. And then uh, um, when we can travel across the border, we'll do a feat of strength. Uh, yeah, and then we'll do that. But today we're going to finish uh, – oh, no, I guess we're not finishing up. We're going to keep going with our preview series of the Pacific Division – uh, I thought we were done for some reason. We're the know. West now. It's not yeah, it's the West <laughs> it's, division. It's the Whatever. Pacific. It'll always be the Pacific. <laughs> it's the Pacific plus three is what it yes. is. Yeah, exactly. So they decided to give – well, at least they didn't put St. Louis over um, and give the three best teams in the Pacific to the uh, – or they did put St. Louis over. They I, did put St. Louis. I, I yes. honestly don't give a shit about the season at all. Um, <laughs> so to break down one of the teams that's going to absolutely ruin San Jose's life uh, eight times, uh, the Colorado Avalanche, we have the host of Locked On Avalanche, Chris Maselli, with us. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well, gentlemen. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. Do you feel confident in this podcast knowing that Colorado will go 8 0 against San Jose? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. Who knows how it's going to go? But I, I'm well, pretty you, no, confident you, that the Avs are going to be, do, do well. Uh, I can't see a, a season sweep. I don't think there's going to be any season sweep of eight and zero. That that's a that's a big ask, if you ask me. Over under six and a half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, Martin Jones I, I, I steals the game. Listen, listen <laughs> like I, I know we got our, our our new sponsor, which I'm sure we'll get to later on. But I, I am not a betting man, so you can give me <laughs> any odds and whatever I say, it's going to be the opposite. So. Uh, I, I will just say I feel confident uh, being in this division as it is currently constructed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we need to start with your with your off season, right? So the uh, kind of your big move was uh, trading for Brendan uh, Saad from Chicago. So what? How would you kind of grade the Avs off season? Uh, what did you think of the trade and kind of their their draft? How do how would you kind of grade their off season? Uh, when it comes to free agents or trades, um, I think they did exceptionally well. I think the Saad trade was good. They got a need and they got rid of uh, a guy that just wasn't fitting their system in Nikita Zadorov. So um, Saad will slide right into not only that second line. But uh, the Avalanche struggled with their second line power play. And he kind of like makes that, you know, a little, much better than what it was. Um, the Avs top unit power play. And even that, that their top unit power play just did not do as well as they should with all the talent that they have. I'm not concerned about that. I think that can turn around. Um, but it was one of those things where, you know, that first unit would be out there for a minute and 15 minute, 20 seconds. And then that last 40 seconds, if the second line come in, you basically just hang up the, the power play. It, 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 was, it was nothing. So I think having him there just gives them a little bit of oomph that they need uh, on the second line. And then uh, 
I think when this season is said and done and you know, maybe future seasons, I think we'll look back and say, was the sod trade the, the, the trade that was the best trade or the deal for Devon Taves with uh, the, the Islanders? Because, you know, they got rid of Zadorov to the, the Blackhawks and then filled that spot with Taves, who fits way more in line with their style of play. So I'm excited for both of those guys to see what they can do on this team. So, and then for the draft, I think they had a, a, a decent draft. Not, nothing Who did they take again? Did, Justin with, Barron? With, yeah, they were the reacher. Ah, it sucks. Uh, I mean, he, he's he, – the reason why he fell so far was because of his uh, blood clot issues. If he had not had those, you know, we, we can guess all day. But the, some people were saying he could have been maybe a top 10 pick. Maybe that's a stretch. But uh, he – because of those health issues, he made the Canadian team, the Canadian juniors team. So he's, he's on that squad who was who just going to – I don't see anybody getting in their way during that tournament. So if he's good enough to make that team, uh, he, he – you know, he, I think he could be a player for them down the road. And then they didn't have a second-round pick, and people are really – excited about their third round pick and Jean-Luc Foudy, who again fits in with their scheme, speed and scoring. So overall, they for what they already had uh, and what they added, it, it was, a, I think, a slam dunk in my opinion. Uh, I would like to put in an Eric's editor note that if Brandon Saad doesn't play more than Nathan McKinnon, then it's a failure of the Colorado Avalanche <laughs> um, because Brandon Saad is the greatest player of all time. Um, and <laughs> oh. second line power play would not suffice a man of his commensurate abilities. So, um, uh, it's big ass to be on the top line power play. We'll see. He's, he's amazing. Um, I think he sucks, but whatever. Uh, is it actually Devon and not Devin? It's uh, Devon actually. Devon. And I had oh, to, to correct myself because I have a, a family member whose name is Devin. So I see that name and I think Devin and I was yeah. saying it wrong for the first couple of weeks. It is Devon. I think, I think everybody I think everybody would assume it's Devin. That's the normal traditional yeah, way of no, saying, no, saying that no, last name. I, I, I had to be corrected on it. So, um, so those are – wait, what were you saying, J.D.? Go ahead. Oh, yeah, no. Uh so who's the worst player on this team? Colorado's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they're literally – if they don't win the Cup, it's probably a failure on their season. That's, like, the level they're yeah, playing just, at. No, I think that's so, legit. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They're, they're amazing. So who is the worst person? There? Don't, like, bring up a guy that's going to play one game. I want the worst regular player on this team. So, the least effective, <laughs> if you don't want to call him the worst. Okay. Um, if not, we'll, from, I'll just edit in Nathan McKinnon. And just... <laughs> <laughs> He's a he's a notable bum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, from from a a fan standpoint of a guy who was a high draft pick and has not produced. Uh, if I said anybody other than Tyson Jost, I think I might get uh, run through the polls. He, <laughs> he he he. I don't know. He just he's not going to be what they thought he was was going to be. Which okay, fine. You're you're not a, a, a top six guy. Uh, be a bottom six guy and just accept it and be good at that role. And this year will be very telling. He was a free agent. They brought him back for one year. He was the last free agent to sign, which I thought was very telling because he was not sitting around commanding big money and he was not getting it from other teams. Um, and the avalanche like things it, and he didn't sign. It was like two weeks after, I don't know who the second to last free agent was. I don't remember that, but, 
whoever that was, it was like another solid two weeks before they signed Jost. And I was having conversations with Az fans, just like, what is going on? They, they either have to be shopping him, which I heard they were, um, or he's trying to negotiate. And I don't know what you're trying to negotiate. And in the end, he ended up with a one-year deal and the increase was minimal from what he made the year before. I think he did like 850,000 last year and this year it's like 925 or something like that. So he didn't even crack a million. Um, and I think this is a, all right, like, you know, we have held your hand long enough type of situation. And if he doesn't, uh, I mean, number one, they're not protecting him at all for this draft. I think, you know, but his, cause he was a top, he was a number 10 pick. And I think that uh, title is wearing thin. And if he doesn't produce this year, uh, it, it will, I'll say this. If the Kraken draft was, was happening right now, they might take him because he still has that allure of a top 10 pick. But if he doesn't do anything this year, that has completely worn off. And then the Avs, they sign him to a one-year deal. I think they move on from him because they have too many prospects waiting just to completely take his spot. He's the Jake Furtanen of Colorado. Good to know. Mm. Um, yeah. So you got your prospects, which who, which prospects might we see this year crack the lineup? Uh, it's so tough because the abs are being incredibly patient with these guys. Um, everybody looks to, to Bowen Byram and he is their, their number one prospect. Uh, I, I, Alex Newhook is, is coming on strong at Boston College. He has said he's going back for a second year, so he's not going to be in the cards this year. Byram might. Byram, I don't know if you watched those scrimmages that Team Canada did. Um, it's, Buddy, I, I mainline Team Canada stuff. Oh, my God. He, <laughs> he, like, he, like, watching, it's just so effortless, and he knows how good he is. Um, and he is above pretty much – anybody that's going to be in that tournament. So I, I think he's an alternate captain for, for team Canada. He, I mean, he, if he doesn't come up this year, then, you know, next year is, is it like, you can't keep him in the WHL as long. He has nothing else to prove down there. So uh, he could be interesting, but the thing is like on the de- he's a defender and on the defensive end with, with Colorado, they're, they're fine. They're, they don't need it. They don't need him right now. So f- just for the purposes of that, and then see what happens in the draft. I genuinely think uh, because the Avs blue line is, is very good on all three lines, uh, I think Seattle's going somewhere on Colorado's blue line. And then whoever they take, Byram slides in effortlessly. So uh, their defense is who again? It's Makar and Gerard on the top line. And then, uh, I guess well, be- Ma- they put Makar and um, – Oh, Eric Johnson? Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, Graves. They put McCarr and Graves together. The, those two played exceptionally well together. And then and Gerard then, and Johnson? And then could be Gerard and Johnson, and then Taves and Cole. And Ian Cole. That's uh, not as good. Or, or, it could be, or it could be uh, – that's the thing. They, everybody knows it's going to be Graves and McCarr. And then the other four, they can they can switch up as they see. Logic, logically, it should be Gerard and Taze. And Taze, right? Eric Johnson is about to turn into dust, uh, <laughs> and I guess so is Ian Cole. So, um, and, and and the interesting thing with Johnson is they have to protect him because he has a no movement clause. Movement clause. Yeah. So no move or uh, no trade. No movement. Why would no movement. what? 
So they, they have to, they have to, to hold on to him. Um, mm. And if what could happen is, cause he's getting $6 million a year. So <laughs> they might not, and he has to be okay with being not protected, obviously. So they could not protect him with the idea that Seattle would never take a 30, what's he going to be 33 at that time, 33 year old making $6 million and hope that they don't take him and bring him back. Cause the abs love him. They do. They love him and the fans love him. So he, I mean, he's not, he's not a scoring machine by any stretch of the imagination, but um, they have scoring on the defensive end. It's not him and they don't need it to be him. So I think they're happy. And Connor Timmons is just not ever going to be a thing or. I don't know. It's he, he was there for bubble hockey. Um, and he did What's that. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he did. Okay. Uh, he got injured again at the, I think in game seven against, against Dallas, he got injured. I'm pretty sure that was when he wasn't got everybody. Everyone was dead. Uh, they were decimated. They were Tim, decimated. Timmons got injured. Uh, yeah. Almost positive. He got injured in, in the last. I, I stopped paying attention to Colorado when, when a Colorado's cup hopes hinged on Eric Johnson, not being in the, or being in the lineup. I was yeah. like, well, that's disappointing. Yeah. So, uh, but they do have expectations for him too. So um, I think he just needs a little bit more seasoning, not much, but he, he's going to be, he's playing this year. You know, he'll, he'll be called up when, when needed because there's going to be some injuries that, that's going to happen. Um, I, I think one guy that doesn't get enough notoriety is, is uh, Eustace, Eustace Anunan, who is the, Eustace uh, R. Rewo? Their goalie prospect. Um, they're they're waiting for him to to get to the to the NHL level. Absolutely. What nationality is Eustace? He is uh, Sweden, I think. Was he Finnish? Finnish. 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 Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, so speaking about your goalies, so because mm. the goalies literally turned to dust in the playoffs, and that was <laughs> kind of the Achilles' heel. Um, yeah. What are the expectations for for like Grubauer and stuff uh, going into this year? I mean, are they coming back? Are they fully healthy now? Because it yeah, looks like a I hope so. Oh, that uh, I think it was a groin that looked it looked like it or Carlson's where it just exploded on contact. Yeah. Uh, so are they uh, they should be hopefully healthiest now. They should be healthy, and 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 you know, again, from a fan base perspective, they were sh- the fans were shouting like, "Get a goalie in this." Uh, free agency period and Sackick came out and said no <laughs> he said I, I the 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 reason you know the reason why we we didn't do so well the goalie was not because of performance it was because of injuries so when those guys were ha- healthy he was happy with how they performed um and he's not terribly wrong but they had moments and they didn't what they need to do is do that consistently and that's a big big question uh, especially for Grubauer he hasn't put it together for an entire season. He does it in spurts, um, but he needs to put it together and prove that he's a, a number one goalie. He hasn't done it. Sackick thinks he can be that guy. He's on. He's got another year on his contract left. So they're set up to, if none of these guys perform, they go they away and they have prospects. Yeah, they have prospects waiting. So, um, All right, so you're we'll not see. tied we'll, down we'll, by we'll a $5 million dollar- uh, anchor yeah. at your gully contract? No, I, uh, I think five point seven five. JD, Sorry, five point seven five. Yeah, uh, I think both of Colorado's goalies are, are totaling that about five million. 
Yeah. Oh, San Jose also has uh, Dubnik for five as well, I guess, or four point. Oh, I whatever. forgot about that. Wow. Right, we're only paying half, so <laughs> we got the. Oh, okay. oh right, off right, 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 right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do um, you want either of them? We'll trade yes. them for like I don't know beans. I don't think we have any money left. Like we. we <laughs> yeah, you guys have lots of money. I thought. Uh, no, That's the thing no. is that Colorado was in is amazing and also had unreal cap space heading into the season. He, well, heading into free agency. Free agency. Uh, yes. Now they they I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, they uh, have left. They have 1.8. So 1.8, but they had like 20 going into this uh, this free agency period. So, yeah. but they're good. I mean, uh, Francois is their is their backup. Who he's a you know you need that you need. I, I kind of liken how uh, you know NHL goaltending is now is to like NFL running backs is you can't have that workhorse running back anymore. They, they don't exist. Yeah. Um, well, they do exist. They just get hurt pretty quickly because the game's brutal so you need uh that that formidable backup and they have it in francos same thing with him though he 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 goes through these i think when no when grubauer got hurt in the outdoor game and then francos came in uh those next two weeks he was the nhl uh he was in he was in the top three he was a, a third star or he, he was the first star one week then the, the week after that he was he wasn't the first i think he might have been the third so he played very well um so together, I think they can be a, a good duo. But to lean on one of them for an entire season, neither one of them has proved that they can handle that workload uh, for a full season. But this is not a full season. So yeah. <laughs> it's going to get interesting. We'll see. Uh, Kyle, do you want to um, gush your love of uh, Jonas Donskoy right now while you can? So profess uh, your please. love. <laughs> Should I? Yes. Yeah, go for it. <laughs> Much you I don't want. I don't want. I, I don't want to because I was shown a chart earlier. <laughs> oh, um, oh! Did Eric get into your head with it? No, that's quite. No, amazing. no. I still. It's like. It's like. It's like when you have like your ex girlfriend. Um, you break up with her because she's kind of crazy, and then she shows up like a week later, and she's like banging down your door. She's like, I'm, I'm changed, and you're like, okay, I guess I'll take you back. Um, I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna. I'm still gonna love him. Um, but apparently, his defense was horrendous. But I don't really. I mean, defense like, is dumb. <laughs> you're playing on the Colorado Avalanche. Nobody's playing defense. Kale McCarr barely plays defense. So, like, who cares? Just score 17 uh, goals a game. McCarr yeah. plays some solid dig. He, I, he's made some moves where he, he's offensive minded. I'll grant you that. But uh, yeah. his, his defense That's is fine. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's paid to, to get the puck on that. Yeah. That's his job. Uh, no, no, nobody <laughs> thinks of Nathan McKinnon and goes, man, he sure is good in his own zone. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what line Donsko was on last season. I guess third. I guess he was with Kadri yeah. and uh, Comfort. Uh, Kadri was on the second line most of the year. Um, and, yeah, but but um, Donsko was moved around. And that's the thing. Like, Jared Bednar moves guys around. So, yeah, you could say maybe the majority of the time he was on the third line. But uh, there were times he was up on the second, down on the fourth, never on the first. But um, he he moved him around. Oh, well. we know about that uh, Pete DeBoer line blender that comes out every 30 seconds. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. We live those days with Don Scoy where it's like, hey, we're going to uh, scratch you for uh, <laughs> Michael Haley because, yeah, you you don't go hard enough in the corners. And, yeah. Okay. He, uh, Jonas Don Scoy had his third best season last year, I guess. Well, it was only in 65 games, though. He had 33 points in 65 games, and his career high is 37 and 80. So, like, he was going to shatter that. Oh, he was way better. He was way better at the charts. Said, "Get out of here." Uh, do people actually? Do people like him in Colorado? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he he gets uh, he doesn't get the recognition because you know of of your 
your top line and your top guys yeah. <laughs> and, and and you're you're just loaded with with stars uh but he he's a great complimentary piece yeah he's he did well have you does he get to do any shootouts or is it cousin mckinnon stuff because his hands are filthy on shootouts if you haven't seen him go check out some of his really highlights. yeah That's go check out some know. of his sharks highlights because uh he has some filthy mitts um the, the abs didn't See that's the thing. Like, if you're yeah, a real team and just won, yeah, no, 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 <laughs> no. I mean, they if they went to overtime, how I was saying, like, you know, if the second unit power play came out, just end the power play. If the game went into overtime, just give the other team the other point. The Avs could not win a game in overtime, hmm. which is so freaking bizarre with the talent that they have. And when it's three on three and it's that much open ice, you would think, yeah crap guys like Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen can just run circles I can't, I couldn't figure it out could not figure it out so they didn't go I I can't think off the top of my head if they went to a shootout I don't know if they they must have maybe one or two but I think everybody um, probably did yeah well maybe, maybe but, not but he I don't remember Don Scoy in there I go don't. check out it's there he has filthy mitts but does he all right yeah um, what's yes. the what's the most frustrating thing that uh about the abs or like that the coaches do what's what's kind of the thing that like grinds your gears um well i guess n- not so much about the coaches just uh you had mentioned before injuries <laughs> uh holy crap i mean what this team did uh with all the injuries that they have and i know every team goes through injuries but uh, I don't follow the other teams as closely as I do the Avalanche, but um, wow, it, it was that. That's why I was pretty angry when Nathan McKinnon did not win the Hart. Uh, be, for that simple reason, if the Avs were a healthy team um, and he put up the numbers that he did, uh, it probably put up better numbers if his team was healthy. But putting up the numbers that he did with a, a decimated team all season long, uh, kind of you know, upset me that he didn't win it. Um, I just, I just felt like what he did with that team uh, to keep them not even just, you know, head above water, just floating above it was miraculous. So uh, the injuries, yeah, I, I, I would really, I don't know how you stop that. I mean, it's, it's a hard game. Like you can't just say like, we have to do this differently and then we won't get injured. It's not, yeah. it's not how it works. Um, but from a coaching standpoint, uh <laughs> Maybe it doesn't really bother me, but like, yeah, you just don't know what lines are going out there. That's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing to keep the other team guessing. But I think everything from the coaches on down are just really just firing on all cylinders uh, from, you know, even from, you know, the, the GM booth on down. Everybody is just really in tune right now. So uh, when you're winning, it helps. <laughs> And there's really little, there's not a lot of things to pick out things that they're doing wrong uh, because you're winning and you're, you're a solid, solid team. Okay. So cause they're so good um, mm-hmm. and apparently they're perfect in every way. Uh, you hear <laughs> yeah, of course. Of um, course. They're going to be buyers at the deadline. Are they going to trade anybody off his roster away or are they purely just going to add somebody and what, what would they add in I guess it's April 12th is the, is the trade deadline this year. Okay. Um, <clears throat> that's tough. I, I don't know. Like, Sackick does not make big moves come trade deadline. So um, I don't anticipate 
anything major happening. I don't, who knows the names are going to be available at that time. Um, Would you like one Patrick Marlowe? He'll probably be available. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I'm, I, no I, I don't like, he doesn't go after names and he, he has a plan and he has a system and he sticks to it and he gives guys multiple opportunities. Look at Tyson Jost um, to really work out their issues. And Tyson Jost is 22 years old. It's not like he's, you know, 28 years old and hasn't figured it out yet. So, you know, people look at Nathan McKinnon and like, well, he figured it out. Well, Nathan McKinnon is, otherworldly like you can't compare everybody to him so um i don't know like it's going to be a a really interesting trade deadline for the avalanche because are they going to be buyers you would think that they would be they'd be in a position to kind of pluck some names that of you know maybe expiring contracts or something and guys that would just elevate them even higher but joe sakic doesn't play that game he he does not like rentals um which is why he didn't go all out for Taylor Hall. He was not going to sacrifice his future uh, for Taylor Hall for maybe half a season, which turned out to be what two weeks uh, because of the pause. So I, I don't, I don't know where, I don't know who they would get. I mean, they might maybe part with like a Belmar who his kind con- you know, he's a free agent after this year, not asking a lot of money. It might be something like that. Like uh, uh, Pierre Edward Belmar, they just signed the Chuskin to a couple year deal. Uh, God. So at the at the deadline last year, they traded a fourth in twenty twenty one for Vladislav yeah. Nemesnikov, right? And uh, they traded Cali Cali Rosen, Cali back Rosen to Toronto for Michael Hutchinson for Ooh. Hutchinson. Who? Which, thank God they did that because Hutchinson had to play in the playoffs because both their goalies got hurt. Uh, so yeah, uh, and then there was obviously the the Kadri trade. Um, very careful. That was right. the summer. So going <laughs> nope. back to the previous deadline, they acquired Derek Broussard and Big a deal. six uh, for a third. That was it. Uh, mm-hmm. A bunch of little stuff. Grubauer yep. was in the summer. Great. Oh man, Ryan Grace. Um, that that Matt was, Duchesne was see, in November. Yeah, yeah, they don't really do much at no. the deadline. Okay, no. so in March 2017, I'm looking at Joe Sakic here. March 2017 was his biggest deadline. He acquired. Brendan Ranford for Joe Whitney. He acquired Joe Canada for Cody Corbett. He acquired Sven Andragetto for Andreas Martinson. <laughs> he acquired Jerome McGinley for a conditional fourth round pick. That was yep. his deadline. That was yep. his fat deadline. That's the, they don't do it. So that's what I'm saying. Like somebody like Belmar, who's his contract's expiring, mm-hmm. you know. Doesn't cost much, yeah. No, no. So uh, From France, always neat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you're, you're – your stars are set on this team and he doesn't want to bring in more of them because he doesn't need them. Yeah. What's the, uh, what's the Nathan McKinnon contract looking like? It's next year, right? Oh, no. He's got three years left on that bad boy. Nathan McKinnon is locked up. Do you think Nathan McKinnon fired his agent like three years ago? No, he, he's, he has come out and said, like, that was his uh, going rate when he signed that contract. He was not the player he is now when he signed that contract then. He was trending in that direction, but he had not had a breakout season. He had some really good – a really good rookie year, kind of tailed off in his second year, came back in his third year, had a good year. But that was where he was at. He, he was not going to get, you know, for the purposes of this team, like Miko Rantanen's the highest-paid player making 9.25. He was not going to get that money after his uh, entry level ran out because he wasn't, he wasn't doing what he's doing now. 
So uh, he's got three more years on that 6.3 per, which is best contract in hockey <laughs> in sports. Maybe I would say, um, but he has gone on record saying he would sign another contract like this to free up more money to bring in other people. Now would Joe Sackick <laughs> say, thank you for saying that, but here's your 11 mil anyway. Here's I think Joe Sackick is, yes. <laughs> no, Joe Sackick was, if, if Nathan McKinnon and his agent went to Joe Sackick and said, we'll sign for 6.3 again, he's obviously going to do it, but that's right. a full, full but, stop lie by Nathan McKinnon out of his mouth. There's no chance that if some team comes or the Colorado comes with him and it's like, here's 11 and a half million dollars. He's going to be like, no, thank you, sir. Uh, That's sir, full listen, listen, man, <laughs> co- co- covering this team, um, they are, and this is, you know, no, a lot of teams are probably like them, but they are very, very close knit group. And he wants to win with this team. So would he do it? I don't, maybe it wouldn't be, you know, a, a long uh, term contract, but maybe he would do it for another like two years to say like, let's see what we can do in two years. And then maybe I'll go out and command more money. But I went, yeah. Uh, signing three-year contracts. That's insane by Nathan McKinnon if he does that. Literally, it would be. I mean, it's kind of going the route. I mean, not not that not to this level, obviously. But didn't like, and I can't stand the guy. But didn't like Tom Brady do something similar to that? Didn't he kind of no? He restructured his deal. So he took a little bit off. He was still like the highest paid QB and stuff like that. No, he was never the highest paid QB. He he was in the top. he was always like a fifteen to twenty million guy, like during that time. But because right. he was making a Which bajillion, is, a bajillion right. dollars, yeah, he's way he's making way under market value for. But his wife is also worth like a bajillion dollars. Exactly. Or yes. Exactly. So, <laughs> so uh, I mean, I'm not saying Nathan McKinnon is gonna you know scrape the bottom of the barrel, and I'm not saying Tom Brady was either. But you know, fifteen, sixteen million is you know great money. But when guys at that position are making thirty, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, you're so, taking a little so, bit less to help the team. So. so so Tom Brady in 18, in 2019 made $23 million. Then he restructured um, the previous year. But then he made, uh, let's see here, from 16 to 19, he made 21 and a half. Then he made 27 per. Then he made 22. So, like, yeah, Tom Brady wasn't hurt. Okay. No, he wasn't hurt. Yeah, oh, no, like, no, 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 no. The Absolutely. main guys, yeah, when the other, like, Derek Carr's make, like, $30 million a year, you know. So, <laughs> all right, let's end. So, expectations, cup or bust this year? Yeah, no, and and I hate that, you know, having that title, but it is. It really is. They, they've been uh, conditioned for the past few years to uh, do what they're supposed to do this year. I wish it was a full season, um, but it's not. So, okay, you gotta, everybody's got to do the same thing. Everyone's still going to play 56 games. So, um, I think it is. They are, you know, the, the favorite, the odds-on favorite. Um, they know it. So maybe there's a little bit more added pressure on them this year because they haven't been in the past. Would have been nice to win one when you're not, when you don't have all that weight on your shoulders, but you didn't. So uh, now everybody is looking at you and everybody is gunning for you. Um, And I, it's good and bad being in this division. And I don't mean to, uh, you know, Oh, we know though. (laughs) Buddy, we know. (laughs) I know. But uh when you're just playing these division games and that this division is so top heavy, are they really going to be prepped when it comes playoff time? Because, you know, even in the playoffs, you're doing your, your, your final four interdivision, and then you don't play 
uh, a, a top flight team outside of, you know, St. Louis and Vegas until the semifinals in the Stanley Cup playoffs. That's crazy. Yeah. So um, are they going to be – they're not going to have, like, what teams in the East are going to have where they're going to beat the snot out of each other. Um, they're not going to have that. And is that going to be detrimental? I don't want to use it as an excuse. If they lose, they lose. But they're not going to be going up against, uh, you know, Boston eight times and Washington eight times and Philly eight times. Uh, you know, it's it's a different fair, division. There's, o- there's only one division that's good. The other three are all pretty whack. Like yeah. Tampa's, Tampa's going to cake to the semifinals. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> right. They're, they're, gonna, they're just going to show up in like April and be like, hey, guys, right. let's go. I think, I think Colorado's in a better spot than definitely Tampa and probably Toronto because they do at least get to play – Eight times Vegas. against St. Louis, eight times against uh, Vegas, Vegas, and then, um, and then they get to mix it up a little bit with who's the other team in this division? Arizona is going to be scrappy. Minnesota Arizona and Minnesota will will like be like decent. Um, so like that's not the worst possible. No, possible but thing. yeah, it's probably the key it's, is finishing first though. The key is finishing first. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. And then, like, yeah, you don't want to be like with Boston where they're just going to beat the shit out of each other for the entire season, and it's right. you're just going to be. You know, it's going to be a freaking gruel just to get to the end of, you know, get out of your division and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it's actually kind of set up well for them where they're going to have enough cakewalk games between the California teams and then you're still going to have your measuring stick games between yeah. the others. Yeah. So. And what Kyle said is is absolutely true. Like, you you want that number one seat. You're gunning for it anyway. Yeah. But the way that the, this division is structured, yeah. uh, the fourth team is going to be a team that probably <laughs> wouldn't be in the playoffs in any other division. So, it's going to be Minnesota or Arizona, and I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah. It could be. You know, there's a chance. <laughs> no. There's always um, a chance. There's always a chance. There's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I do. I think it's, uh, it's a big year for them, and you can't use the conditions as, a, uh, as an excuse because everybody's under the same conditions. So, you got to go out and win it. Do you think they win the cup? Yes or no? Do I have to answer that? Like, is that like a, a must answer? Yeah, why not? Uh, you know what? This is my uh, podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like I said in the beginning, I'm terrible at like betting, so I'll say no because I'll take the field. Yes. You'll, take, you'll take the field. Um, yes. Do you think they have an, a, Do you think they're in the top three teams that have the chance? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. That, that without um, Yeah. Okay, Chris, where can they find you? Uh, over on the Twitter, uh, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche, uh, Instagram, Locked on Avalanche. That's where you can get me. Yeah. They're doing yeah. a yeah. great 25th anniversary stuff on their Instagram, so go check that out, too. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yes. What kind of shows do you have uh, had this have this week coming up? Um, so, what am I – so, tomorrow – no, well, not tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, um, I think we're just going to look continue to look at what is in the Avalanche way. Um, you know, even though, like we were saying, well, <laughs> clearly the sharks. I, I, yeah, Kevin Dubnik's, you know, keeping you up, and and kind of look at because you know that the playoffs are. Um, who could kind of like take this away from the Avalanche? Who who could be? The, everything is set up for them to win and win now. Uh, just not from a, just a divisional standpoint, but from across the league, who could be a team that mat- they match up poorly against? Because I tell you who they match up poorly against in this division last year, the Kings. They could not beat the Kings last year. And another team that they couldn't beat is the Dallas Stars. And for a while, we thought the Stars were going to be in this division, uh, which I don't think the Avalanche were looking forward to because they couldn't beat them. And now that they are out 
uh, and Minnesota is in. Obviously, it's looking a bit better, but I'm telling you, they couldn't, for whatever reason, they matched up poorly against the Kings. So we'll I'm going to go out on a limb and like say that. that you beat the Kings a lot this year. I'm going to go there, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so check out uh, – I don't know. <laughs> uh, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche. Correct. On Twitter. Um, check it out. Obviously, wherever you get our podcast, you can find their podcast as well. And you can find us at uh, Locked on Sharks um, on Twitter as well. Uh, I don't know why I keep saying I also well. host the uh, oh. I also host the Thursday uh, national show with Adam Denker of Locked on Lightning. There you go. So, uh, oh, there NHL, you go. So listen, NHL only NHL to on Thursdays. Thursday. Uh, just Thursdays, oh, no, yeah. just Thursdays, just Thursdays only. <laughs> no, our, um, screw, screw our Sarah does Monday, so we love Sarah. That's you know, that's true. Fine. Yes, we do. Yeah, <laughs> Mondays and Thursdays only. <laughs> um, Until they let us on, you cowards. <laughs> yes, uh, you can find us on Instagram as well, Locked On Sharks, and Facebook, uh, Snapchat, LinkedIn, OnlyFans. We're all everywhere. Um, go check it out, please. Support um, us, our OnlyFans. We have to buy out Martin Jones' contract. <laughs> oh yeah, that's the campaign. So we'll uh, we'll get on that thirty percent off for your first three months. Um, Locked on Sharks slash OnlyFans. Uh, you can find JD at my fry hole. You can find Eric at Foulball Fifteen. Even though he's not here, that's slacker. You can find Kyle at Kyle Demetrius. The way the words like that are spelled that way. Uh, and also, I don't think we swore this show, which is a fucking disgrace. So Chris, thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you guys. Don't don't lose hope. It's it's a it's going to be a funny year. Anything can happen. Uh, we oh, luck, hope, hope died a long time ago. I strangled it to death. It's <laughs> yeah. it's sad. Um, good luck on your cup quest, Chris. I appreciate it. Thank you. Go abs, go.